What's good, everyone? It's Monday, March 8th, 2021. Welcome back to Two and a Half Hoopers, Ronnie Turioff's favorite basketball podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Lehman. With me, I have Josh Rhodes. Hello. And George Martin. Thank you for, uh, once again, letting me pick the name of the favorite Hoopers pod. And thank you once again, Josh, for making a return. We missed you last time. (laughs) It's been a rough week. It's it's been a rough week. It's been a rough week. You have your other wisdom teeth removed, but no. Uh. (laughs) Um, So on this episode, we're going to break down uh, all of All-Star Weekend. And by that, we just mean Sunday because the NBA decided uh, it's COVID time. Uh, Then we're going to go through the halftime report. George has some stuff for us through there. He's able to find some fun stuff. And to end it off, we're going to do some uh, NBA All-Star trivia. I'm going to quiz the guys and see, uh, not Jeopardy. It's a lot. That's a little. Thank God. I can't lose in that again. (laughs) But the uh, NBA trivia, just 20 questions. You'll be fine. 20? 20. I upgraded. (laughs) Uh, But first, if you like what you hear, make sure to follow all our socials, all at TH Hoopers. You'll find us on Instagram and Twitter and drop some comments and questions. If you do, you'll get a shout out on the next show. Uh, No, no shout outs this time. No, no one commented. Wait, but, wait. Uh, I would like to give a shout out actually to uh, out? J- Jake Guardhouse. It was his birthday a couple days ago. So it was you, Jake Guardhouse's birthday. Jake. So, uh, <laughs> so shout out Jake Guardhouse. Um, probably not listening, but can you blame him? Uh, but yeah, if you're interested in that, go ahead and follow us again at TH Hoopers. Let's talk some hoops. All right. So, uh, no games, obviously. So, we'll start with um, the skills challenge, which is the first one on the Taco Bell skills challenge. Uh, so Moss, baby. Uh, you know, I called it. You got to go big or you go home. And Demonte Sabonis is big, pause, and he's also my guy. So I was very happy he took it home. Uh, beat Luka Dondrich in the finals, and he had a lot of excuses, but you know, Luka's a funny guy. Um, I'll just go ahead and bring this to. Uh, I thought it was Vooch. I thought yeah, he it was Vooch in the finals. Oh, he beat Luka, didn't he? And then Brunson's giving him a hard time because Luka got an uh, instant yeah. pass for the semifinals. Thank yeah. you. Uh, but we'll start with George. Uh, so yeah, I picked Randall, uh, for those of you who didn't know, and unfortunately the NBA had it out to get him pairing Randall and Sabonis in round one, you know, having two guards. Oh, Josh. Is- no, you're fine. George, you're fine. Okay. Um, no, closer. Put it back closer. <laughs> no, you're okay, George. I just had it loud on mine. So, uh, yeah, Sabonis, his passing, he made every pass first, uh, try through the ring. That was really impressive. He hit both his threes. I, I didn't think he was going to hit all of them at once but uh yeah it was it was nothing i i didn't wasn't like ooh uh, star dazzling but it was enjoyable it was it ooh uh, star dazzling for you josh or was it more the same well no Matt? i had robert covington so when he got out in the first round i was kind of disappointed but we gotta give credit to the big guys because honestly when I, they first started implementing this like small versus big i thought it was like kind of a dumb concept because obviously you would figure the guards are going to be better but recently it's just been like the big men winning the skills competition so i don't know maybe there's a league trend right there well yeah the big men have really taken it home lately mm-hmm. um and i mean it seems like uh, they get the same kind of guys in here every time we had like Jokic, but he's too big for it now but um that's why i kind of think we should put like Hassan Whiteside in the three-point contest, like players who shouldn't be in it and then see if they can win it. I think that'd be funny. That's what people were oh, saying yeah, about I the three-point contest. They wanted I said the that on, yeah, I said it on Josh's podcast. They should uh, do like two different groups and combine their scores, like best three-point shooters and worst three-point shooters, mm-hmm. and then combine their scores. Yeah, put Draymond out there in the three-point contest. Put, see what put he does. Draymond with Draymond like Steph. Steph mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like teammates and you, you eat the pick. Yeah. Like, well, 
like if you're just boys like DeRozan and Kyle Lowry want to link up again <laughs> you yeah. can like have them do the three-point contest but uh yeah skills contest I know that's J Sports favorite uh I think it's underrated but it's still kind of just they keep the course the same every year which I mean I get it to keep continuity but I mean it does get pretty boring uh, honestly like i'd rather have that celebrity shootout over the skills comp i'm not yeah, gonna... the the chris bosh uh yeah <laughs> his competition the shooting stars yeah that'd, yeah that'd be a lot of fun but uh yeah i mean only only good thing about this one is my guy won uh he became an all-star mickey mouse all-star but still an all-star and then he did end up winning a competition so that was fun uh but yeah moving on the three-point contest uh it was sandwiched right between the beginning of the all-star game and then the skills challenge uh steph curry takes it home Beats uh, Mike Conley, surprising Mike Conley, uh, and Steph Curry at 31 uh, in the first round, and then 28 in the second, and he won by one point in the finale. So it it, it was pretty fun. Uh, he had, he had Aisha there, so that's always a blast. But uh, I'll start with Josh here. Would you did you did, were you entertained by this one? Because this is my favorite contest. I had Levine, and honestly, as did I. As did I. it did surprise me that they made so many. Like we've recently had like the highest score be like 25, 26. I think like four people in the first round surpassed the 25 mark. I, they, I think they that, do have that uh, Mountain Dew three, uh, three pointer. Yeah. Like it's a that curry three true. and they get three for it. So that might be, that is, I think that it lasts you too. That is true. Yeah. But no, it was entertaining. Uh, did not expect Mike Conley to be in the finals, but you know, that kind of always throws a fun loop in it. George. Uh, so yeah, I picked Steph to win and exactly what happened happened. Uh, I, I, I just thought it was gonna be like a target thing for him. And, you know, I've seen him practice him go unconscious and not miss Lehman was like, well, he's not getting it past to him and he's not going to all shoot it from the corner, but he's still you know. two for seven now. Like I, I wasn't like, Hey, I felt, I felt this was the year just because like of everything the team's going through and he's kind of having like an MVP course of a season that I, I just figured, yes, Josh, I said that, uh, that he would prevail and win. Um, Mike Conley really impressed me, but you know, the competition's lucky that Joe Harris was not invited because that dude is shooting like 60% from open threes this season. He might've made every shot. Like he might've just been unconscious. So it that one was a lot of fun. I didn't expect it to be close, especially between Mike Conley. So seeing it come down to one shot was a uh, really cool. Uh, did you, so I'll say, cause I noticed this, like it kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. The commentating was a bit, uh, it, it, it was kind of irking me. Just Reggie Miller and, and Kenny just like yapping back and forth. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll, I'll I'm not going to like hate on or anything, but they, they did say one thing uh, and I'm sure no one agrees with it, but I believe it was, uh, it was either Reggie or Kenny. They, they both say the same dumb stuff, but one of them said Steph's the best shooter uh, or, well, they both, they also said Steph's the best shooter of all time, which we obviously know that. Uh, but one of them said Steph is the, best guy to go to in the league if you need a bucket one two or three points uh is that even remotely close or is or just are, are there multiple people ahead of him as it goes with that you're shaking your head george i'll start with you yeah i mean he's definitely up there in terms of a guy you would want having the last shot in a game of course steph is going to be someone's answer but i mean i feel like you would have to have like lebron katie probably even harden ahead of him just guys dame. like dame too yes um for what he's doing this season, I'm going to have to put Dame ahead, even though I don't know before this season. But, yeah, it's just inter- – yeah, he's greatest shooter. Nobody will, you know, have an argument for that. But, yeah, he, he, top five is reasonable. I, I I don't think he's the best, though. I, I would 
definitely take a few more people over him. Is he uh, is he top three for you, Josh? He's a top five, or is he outside the top five? Where does he kind of stand for you? He might be outside the top five because that's kind of Le- what I was thinking. LeBron, Durant, Dame, Kyrie, Harden. There's a lot of. There's a I lot would of take guys Curry there. over Kyrie. I mean, if you took Curry over Kyrie, the Warriors would be 2016 NBA champions. But Kyrie actually I, I, shot it over Curry for the game. <laughs> I don't know. I Who mean, was unanimous MVP that season? Oh, no. <laughs> choking like Steph that year. <laughs> can't. Uh, I mean, George is right. Yeah, he's up there, but I just feel like there's uh, more names. Not to knock on Steph, but you know, it's an opinion, and you know, it have it. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, like, I think they just kind of run out of things to say because it re- is just watching people shoot threes. So, and Kenny I mean, and Reggie can only only do their, like, signature, like, oh, ho, ho, here he goes. Like, so he's eating up. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, we still got the money rack. Oh, he's coming. It's, there it's he goes. the, oh, ho, ho, need this one. It's always, it's those. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like, like we oh, said. Oh, I mean, no, he didn't. Yeah. Oh, don't say the Reggie thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate you. All right. Uh, well, yeah. Fun three-point contest. Uh, most disappointing, I'll ask you guys. I, me and Josh probably say Zach Levine because he was our winner. Didn't even make the final round. Final round was, by the way, uh, Curry and Mike Conley, who put on a show. And then Tatum was also in there. Had a rough second go, but he had a pretty solid first round. Uh, most disappointing, I'll start with George. Levine because he was also my final guy. And mm-hmm. I felt out of the other guys in there, especially because uh, guys like Booker and Levine were taken out at last minute. And I just mm-hmm. felt like, when I looked at the whole pool, it was like, okay, Levine is the guy who I could expect most to be um, in, in the final. So I was disappointed, especially in a first round exit. Is it Levine for you, Josh? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, Donnie Mitchell was my sleeper, but I guess my, the other Jazz guy took it. So I had no idea where my client would do that. So that was a good form. Uh, moving on to the main event, uh, I guess, of this All-Star weekend, the game. Uh, team LeBron took down Team Durant 170 at 150. We are skipping uh, the, the dunk contest. I'm oh, yeah, we're gonna okay, so we'll, we'll go dunk contest then. Yeah, I they put it at halftime, so it confused me too. We'll go dunk contest. Thank you. Um, so dunk contest happened. Anthony Simons took it home. Uh, I guess we'll start there. What was your favorite dunk from him of the night? George. Uh, I guess I'll take this one, probably the one that won him the uh the crown which was he threw it up and then he like did a back scratcher but he uh, he attempted to kiss the rim you know Shaq and like Dewitt and Kenny were like oh but he didn't kiss the rim he would lose teeth if he tried to kiss the rim because he's going up and if he comes down and he doesn't get the angle right his front his front teeth are just gone I I don't know why people expect that. But that would have been such a cool dunk if he lost. Oh yeah, loses his front it. teeth, and you know he's like, uh, and then. Well, well, you you gotta, if you're gonna, you know, do that dunk of that simple, and then land, and then like blow a kiss to the rim, you, you got like like what Joe uh, Joe Green did. If you're gonna With do something cupcake? like that, you do the cupcake yeah, and you blow it out, like yeah, blow because it cupcake. seemed like he was going to kiss the rim, and then he's like, "Oop, yeah, this is a stupid idea. I'm not going to." So it just kind of looked like he got like you know. His head was like above the rim, obviously. He's got bounce, and it's fun seeing a little guy do that. But I mean, still, it seemed like he didn't complete the dunk he wanted to almost. Yeah. You're, 
All right, George, George is done with that. Oh, I okay. was, yeah, I was done. I was waiting for Josh to say something. Uh, I mean, uh, my favorite dunk and also my most disappointing dunk, which kind of hurts me and why I didn't really like this year's dunk contest. My boy Anthony Simons paid uh, tribute to my favorite player, Tracy McGrady. It's a pretty cool dunk, but I mean, nothing crazy. I just kind of, I just kind of like the the Raptors McGrady appreciation a little bit. Cause you know, he had some pretty cool dunks in that uh, 2000 dunk contest, but obviously Vince Carter took the, took the crown for that one. But I don't know. The con- contestants weren't very eye opening and, and Cassia Stanley kind of blew it at the beginning. So I, I don't know. Got, this dunk kinda I just kinda Do you think he actually blew it or do you, cause they kept saying he made it look too easy. He didn't get it, like the score he wanted. What do you think was the actual reason he didn't get like the scores? Cause I feel like that first dunk he did was probably the best dunk of the first round. In my opinion, I think it might've been the best dunk of the night. Like no, no, not even capping. I probably agree with that too. The, 44. That was pretty disappointing. The whole, the whole, like he made it look too easy. Well, yeah, he jumps out the gym. I mean, he's been doing this for years. And his second round dunk, if he completed it, I think would have been a perfect 50. He tried recreating the uh, the Aaron Gordon through under both legs. But yeah. Obviously, stuff wasn't there to hand him the ball. But he <laughs> he had the first one, but and he, he didn't end up completing it. And then his whole mental, like, he, he like, froze. So he just did a different dunk. But, yeah, I, I think he should have got a better score the first time. But it wouldn't have mattered because his second dunk was bad. So it's not like he was going to move on anyways. Josh, you, you got your eyebrows. <laughs> no, George is doing the whole. Done, they're still scrunched. George, George is doing the whole sports psychology thing, <laughs> but I mean, no, they have a fair point with the. Uh, he made it look too easy because, like, when you're because Josh and Josh uh, and I talked about this. When you have a body that's like six five, we picked him as our winner because he has like the perfect body essentially and build for a dunk contest. It's that swingman body. Yeah. Yeah. The, the expectations are a little higher. So I feel like with that, he probably should have done something a little bit with more flair rather than make it look too easy. Because obviously if like Obi Toppin did his first dunk, then like it would be way more impressive, but that's just because of his size. So I feel like he probably should have done a little bit, something a little bit more exciting, but I I think the score is still too low, but I kind of get where they're coming from. Uh, I made a few mistakes already, but I'm pretty sure on this one, there were no fifties given tonight, right? No, there was, there was a 49. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of that? Do you think that was just a message sent from the judges? Like, Hey, like, we're not going to just make this go on forever. They're just always you think too they're harsh. Just, like, no, they're normally pretty, pretty, like pretty Dwayne lax. He wasn't a judge, right? No, he wasn't. No, he, they, they let you know that eight times in the commentary that, hey, <laughs> Dwayne Wade's here. Hopefully, he might give you a nine because he, he was with the yeah, TNT like, crew. But, Dominique um, gave him a nine. He's like, is that D-Wade over there? Yeah, they made that joke a lot. But um, you, what do you think it was? It was more singing a message or did we just not see a 50 this this night? Now the, the I don't like the judges really ever, especially now, like recently. They've been kind of throwing like these random people. Like what happened to throwing like the people that have been there? in that because i feel like they Dominique gave, was like, a the judge they had spud webb winner i think they Zavich had all winners winner deep D brown was there the, yeah they're the all winners the dab oh, guy I'm, I'm, and it was in I'm atlanta and they had three uh jay was there one. i'm probably thinking about last year because last year was pretty bad with the in terms of judges but i mean i guess in 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 that case then maybe it was sending a message i don't know i don't i, I lean towards the we didn't really see a 50 
Cause like, am I, am I, maybe it's the crowd thing is we made, we made it a point and like the dunk contest won't be the same without the crowd. Yeah. Like there's like crowd, crowd pressure too, for sure. It's not the noise. It's seeing the background of them going like ballistic and ha- yeah. half, the, half the players. Cause I was like, just listen to the players. Maybe they'll start going crazy. Half of them were sitting down. Like they were not having a yeah. good time. And like, they'd all go over to Zach Levine and be like, what should I do? And then they do a very basic dunk. And like, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. It's disappointing, think, but I think part of it might just be like the expectations we have because of what we've seen over the years. I mean, like 2016 is like the prime example of a, of a, like a great historic dunk contest. And then when someone doesn't do a, you know, bring out a prop or jump from the free throw line and do a windmill, you're just like, eh, eh, that, you know, it's like nothing we've seen before. Like, yeah. you know, Simon's um, I think it was his second round dunk. They put the, a nerf hoop. His, uh, uh, his second dunk in the first round. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a nerf hoop at the top of the the white line, the block, backboard, whatever. I can't think. And he took the ball, and then he slammed it down. And that's like 11, 12 feet. And then Shaq is like, well, you know, it would have been cool if I windmilled it. You know how hard it is to grab a ball from 12 feet and then windmill it down into dunking it? Well, I kind of agreed with Shaq on that one. Not the whole – I think Kenny's exact words were – he got it, but he didn't go and get it. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know why I'm saying that. He wanted, but yeah. I would have liked if he got it. Like he could have just on a backwards dunk too. Like grabbed it backwards. I think that's a fifty. But it, it looks really it's hard, man. It looks that's... pretty boring. Like when like, he just got it and then dropped it in. Like there was no power. Takes... There was not. I always got bunnies. Like it was an impressive dunk. Yeah, but... it's hard. It takes but... skill, Lehman. <laughs> yeah, but like... that's the whole point of the dunk contest. Like we want to see that. Like and. I just feel like there wasn't really too much effort going into it just because like of the whole like life situation that's going at it. But like in a normal dunk contest, like, yeah, we have been pretty uh, spoiled in a sense. Yeah. Spoiled. And I couldn't think of the word. Thanks George. But um, yeah, no, Lehman's absolutely right. Like he did the dunk, but like, I feel like there could have been more flair to it to make it look better, like more power, just more energy going into the dunk. And and that's what it's that's what it's about it's supposed to be like a high risk high reward competition where it's like you're supposed to like do something that blows a crowd's eyes out even if it's like very difficult and then one last thing i i kind of noticed going into it we kind of had a because only had three contestants this time but we had like all three stereotypes so we normally mix up a dunk contest we had like the small guy with the bunnies and anthony simons then we had the like perfect build for it just built for dunk contest Cassius stanley and then we had the big the tall power guy um and did did you see any them stray from anything you thought they would do or was it yeah it was pro- really just pretty normal wasn't it yeah um yeah because i think i think we all had a. I i knew stanley would either like get straight 50s or burn out the first round and i think we all kind of had that feeling um but I, I had a lot more hope in obi because i've seen videos of like him doing pregame dunks where he threw one off the shot clock and did like a reverse or something and then in the game he just did like a or in the contest he did it through the legs which you know is really good but we've seen it before so yeah like i said i hadn't seen a i disrespected simon's on here when he first got uh i was like simon's ain't that guy like six foot then i watched footage and like okay yeah, he can he can dunk and then so i knew he'd be in the finals but i thought cassius would really put on more of a show so i guess that's my i knew he's probably your guys's most disappointing player too but uh yeah i mean dunk contests kind of hard to do it when they're like this said 21 21 23 years old i mean unless stanley was gonna do something special we know what we're getting uh, anything else to add for the dunk contest nope all right uh moving on 
correctly this time to the NBA All-Star game. Uh, Team LeBron took down Team Durant, 170-150. Uh, um, I'll list some stats here, and then I'll let you guys just kind of see what you saw. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo of Team LeBron uh, had 35, went 16 of 16 from the field, and more impressively, had some gumption to taking threes too, three for three from three. The bank was open on one of them. Uh, one of them was like his like 15th shot. So like he didn't really care that he was like about to make that history. Uh, and then uh, Curry, 28, um, Lillard, 32 off the bench, including a lot of half court shots. And then for uh, Team Durant, leading scorer was Bradley Beal. They kind of just, they had four DNPs because of either injury placement or COVID. Uh, they lost Embiid, Kevin Durant, Davis and Booker and then for LeBron only only lost Simmons so plus he just drafted overall better too so it, it was kind of went the way I thought it was going to go but um one thing one last thing LeBron of team LeBron uh 12 minutes 46 seconds didn't play the entire second half he just he just went over that have fun chestnut so, I mean, checkers baby exactly yeah but um yeah I'll start with Josh here what'd you see from the all-star game they just look like they're having more fun, in all honesty. Yep. Like Team LeBron over Team Durant? Uh, or just I mean, in general? Honestly, just in general. But I feel like we just heard so much about them going like, oh, we don't want it to happen. We don't want it to happen. And then here they are, a bunch, yeah. of, a bunch of friends playing like a rec league game at the highest level. So, I mean, like it was fun. Durant, yeah, they just suffered. Like, I talked with Josh, and I was like, oh, Durant might pull it out because of the bench. Like, they might get out to a big lead, and then the starters might be able to hold on. But, unfortunately, that was not the case. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I mean, event like, it was it was a relatively uh, mellow All-Star game. Probably not the more exciting one. It was just, you know, a lot of, lot of high shooting. Like, they're, like, they were not hesitant to let it fly from, like, half court. Dame, Damian Lillard put the game away with a half-court shot. So, I mean, I guess that's just how the game's transitioned, like just high three-pointers and the Mike D'Antoni. It was a Mike D'Antoni game, basically. Well, yeah, I'll do some overall stats before we get to George. Uh, I mean, just insane numbers because I'm looking at the NBA app where I normally look at like, all the other games, and I'm seeing – so for Team LeBron, 64% from the field, uh, 31 for 61 for three, um, and then – only both teams went three for five from the line, so nothing really there. And Thank then God also the didn't, try didn't notice, uh, or I noticed, but I didn't say it. CP3 16 assists, which I think what you mentioned might have been a record. I can't. Point God, I think that's the record. Yeah. Yeah. So George, what did you see from this one? Uh, LeBron was just playing off the Vino at this point. He did like what Josh does with his my player doesn't cross half court. He basically did that all game. It was just stand there at the three point line and then wait for the team to like make <laughs> right, or miss. Now and why are you he... taking shots at me? You know, you don't do that in real life, George. He has a condition, oh, oh, Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is not true. That is not a condition. So, Obesity is not a condition. I knew, I knew what he was doing. He wasn't going to, you know, tax his body in an all-star game because he has a second half season and another championship run to make, hopefully. But uh, yeah, the prolific shooting was really fun to watch. Just Damon Steph taking turns, making threes from half court. And like Josh brought up earlier, Team LeBron just looked like they were having a lot more fun. I mean, at what any any team that like has LeBron, he's the ultimate like cohesive guy. He's we the finally saw LeBron versus guy. Curry. You mean LeBron with Curry? LeBron with Curry, yes, not LeBron yeah. versus Curry. Yeah, that was the first time they've ever been in an All Star game or just playing on the same court together. But I mean, there was one point after the third quarter, LeBron's like running down the the scores table, and um, Steph and 
Dame are going like jerky and they're all like having fun and <laughs> and then you got you got Kawhi walking through like both of them and he's just like ha 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 probably misses being with LeBron but yeah um not a lot of not a lot of high flying uh highlights but Zion was just dunking basically just lobs to him I, I think you could tell that players weren't putting like all their energy into it just because See, they Zion can do it, George. Why can't you? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't you have both play 300. <laughs> <laughs> I say one shot at Josh and then I get two fake shots back at me. Oh, uh, Mickey Mouse shots. Yeah. You tell him, George. <laughs> As Joel Embiid said, Mickey Mouse all-star game. So yeah, I, I actually enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I didn't expect it to be as good as I thought it was. So I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of disagree there because this is the second year of the format we got, which was um, I, I, I like I say this too. Uh, LeBron won all three quarters, which was uh, whoever wins like a quarter, you get like charity there restarts. I'm sure whoever's listening, if you even are listening, you know how the format goes. Um, and then then you're putting by twenty, and I think like the whole point of it was like, oh, it'll make like the ending more interesting. Like the defense will go in. There was no defense, like at all. Still, I mean, they, they tried for the first like three minutes of the fourth quarter of the so-called fourth quarter, but they just couldn't stop Tim LeBron at all. So, I mean, do you think uh, like last year was kind of like a fluke wise of this format working so so well, or is this kind of like a year where just the teams were lopsided, no one wanted to be there allegedly, even though they're having fun. Uh, just you know, keep this format. No, it was it was the combination of no fans, combination of a rushed like all star game and night, and just you know multiple players missing games. You know having four or five players miss this game, just a whole different environment with like everything that's gone on too in the world. You know that they're having this event with everything going on, and some people like emotionally. You know LeBron said emotionally I'll be there, but or physically I'll be there emotionally I won't. So you know you had Yanni saying that he wasn't really excited about it, and who knows what guys like Kawhi were thinking because Kawhi doesn't talk to the media much. So I, I don't, I think this format works well. I, I've liked it. So I'm not worried about it. I mean, I always had my harp about the all-star game because like, you know, it is the greatest players in the NBA going against the greatest players in the NBA. But honestly, like it's cool to see the no defense stuff, but like, I honestly still think that like at the end of the season, like if we're going to keep the all-star game, like I like the format now, but at the end of the season, we should have like a all NBA first team versus first team all defense and see like real, I mean, you know, we get the competitive basketball and playoffs, but like, I feel like it should still be a little bit more defensively. So the format here is good because of the fourth quarter where there's a target score. So it's kind of like street ball, but I, I kind of agree with George. It's just the life going around everybody is just kind of out of it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think uh, I think the best thing they've done with the All-Star game is the schoolyard pick, which I, I know will be here to stay because both the captains love it. Uh, and it was nice that it wasn't Giannis versus LeBron again. Uh, we got uh, LeBron versus KD because he finally went out east. So that was fun. But, uh, yeah, anything else to add here for the, uh, for the game? Nope. All right. So we'll move on to the halftime report. But George Martin, the half hooper. The show. <laughs> He's the half hooper. Lay it on us, George. All righty. So some pretty big news uh, before, right before the All-Star game happened. Uh, Blake Griffin cleared free agency waivers and signed with the Brooklyn Nets, which is a pretty big thing for a team that already has three of the best ISO scores ever. Um, what does this mean for them? Uh, do you expect them to make any more moves as well? I'll start with you, Lehman. I mean, I'll... I'll ask, I mean, 
both you guys, did they change like where you put them now? Because they signed Blake Griffin. Because I don't, I think he just. I, gives... I I need to watch one game, and if I see a lob to Blake Griffin, yes, it'll change. I am. I will be very scared if Blake Griffin. I, I haven't and... seen Blake Griffin jump, dunk in like four years. I think it's been four years since the guys dunked the basketball. It's been like one and a half, but yeah, for for dramatic effect, we'll say four. Um, well, I mean, he hasn't been that that Blake Griffin in a while, and no. like I said, unless he's gonna dig in on defense. Like they, because they don't need rebounding, they need defense. Uh, because I mean, Harden and Harden gets them the rebounds whenever they need them. So I mean, but I, I just, just think I don't know why he would sign there because I don't see a way for him to start because they really need that shooting there. No, they they already said I they're going to bring him off the bench. Yeah, I, I could have seen him earning a starting role with the Celtics and then even with maybe the Lakers until AD comes back. Um, but I mean, he's going to Brooklyn, re- reunited with DeAndre Jordan, and I think. I mean, unless he unless he gives them defense, I don't. This really doesn't swing anything for me because unless he had, he's improved the outside shot a lot since he, you know, he's been, you know, just the dunker we know him as. But it's I don't been really shooting see. and playmaking, which the Nets really already have covered. Exactly. So if you told me in twenty, sorry, George, but if you mm-hmm. told me in twenty sixteen that the Nets went from starting, uh, Gerald Wallace to having Kyrie Harden Durant Griffin and DeAndre Jordan on the same team I'd probably my mind would probably explode and if I told you the New York Knicks would have Derrick Rose and Tom Tom Thibodeau you'd be like oh but it doesn't change anything it's 2021 now so (laughs) so Lehman one thing I want to ask you is like you said it doesn't move the needle for you so where do you have the Nets currently I just want to like gauge where you have them I mean, I'll keep it a dollar. They're probably top two, like just because of what I've seen, unless they somehow screw up integrating Kevin Durant, which there's no way they can. I mean, Harden keeps playing this point guard role. They're definitely my favorites to come out East unless a team like Milwaukee can get their defense together. And even even now I got to see, I'm more worried about AD's health than I am about Katie's. So, I mean, well, well, I'm, I'm evenly worried about both actually. So, I mean, I, I really got Nets. I mean, it's going to go back and forth. Nets and Lakers, my favorites. So it doesn't move the needle in terms of you think they already have enough like firepower that this move doesn't make them clear cut favorites. Yeah, I mean, okay. unless they're going to be because they're always going to have probably two on the court in the playoffs of uh, Katie oh, Harden. They've Kyrie. staggered, yeah, they've staggered. So I mean, I don't see a reason like you're going to give Blake Griffin like the reins to the offense off the bench and let him create because he's a good playmaker, but like. I don't see, like I said, unless because he, he has the physical tools to be a good defender, but he's also been injury riddled and never was really like an all NBA defender, anyways. So I mean, I, I mean, I guess I'll I'll say this: like, do you see him like act? How low, how well do you guys think he's gonna be for the Nets? Like, not how well he'll fit, but like, which Blake Griffin are we getting here? I mean, I don't think he's completely washed. I think it's more of that same Batum effect where like he's going out there playing for the low life Pistons 15 seed in the East. He's like, why do I have to exert my body? You know, I'm just going to go out there, shoot and play, make and not run my body into the ground anymore. But <sighs> defensively, I don't, I don't know how much he's going to provide. I think, I think he'll be fine athletically, not obviously peak Blake Griffin, but I'm going to, I'm going to see a dunk the first game and everyone overreacts, but I think he'll be solid. I don't know if he filled up the holes that they had, but I assume that they'll make more moves. Hopefully, yeah. All righty. So we'll move into the second point. Let me get my notes back up over here. So Lehman discussed it earlier about the two Sixers All-Stars in uh, Simmons and Embiid missing this game. So we'll probably expect them to be placed in the the protocol, as everyone does when they come into contact with a positive test. 
Um, how much game time do you guys think they'll be missing? And since the Nets are about a half game back, I believe, and the Bucks are two or three, how far do you think they'll uh, slip in the standings? I want to go with Josh on this one first. Uh, they'll probably miss like a week unless the Barber tests negative. Um, and I think they might just go to second. I don't think the Bucks catch them because the Tobias Fitty bomb, he's coming. <laughs> it's going to come and they're going to win that one game. But no, I think they dropped to like second. But again, it's also fair that even if they were healthy, that they might drop to second regardless. But I think, yeah, like second. But no, this isn't too concerning. Lehman, you agree with him? Yeah, I mean, the Bucks normally win a lot then lose a lot in a row. And they just recently won a lot in a row and then lost them before the breaks. So they're probably going to probably gonna lose a couple, too. I see them going to second. Uh, that, that's where I'd have them, too. I mean, yeah, it's always those barbers, man. Don't, <laughs> it's always the yeah, barber the shop. Super, the Super Bowl guy. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler had a had an idea. He just he just knew. He, just he knew you don't get your hair cut. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, yeah, I see them going to second. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with both of you there. So uh, to the last point now, over the weekend, uh, Rockets recalled their young wing, Kevin Porter Jr. from the G League. He had a pretty uh, good stint there. I don't have the stats, but he was putting up at least 20 points on pretty decent shooting splits. So he's going to be available post-All-Star break, and I just want to ask you guys what to expect from him because the Rockets are basically at rock bottom, not to be funny, but uh, what do you expect out of Kevin Porter Jr., Lehman? Well, I mean, he's a bucket. I mean, if he – because it's not like – when you say off court issues, it only means like, oh, he has like, you know, he's out here Throwing like doing illegal people. stuff. Malik but no, Beasley he just issues, huh? Malik Beasley issues. Yeah, Malik, like issues like that. But he just has a temper tantrum. He had J.R. Smith issues. Yeah, he th- he threw soup at the Cavs because they traded away his locker and called. Then he called like racist or something because they gave his locker. He away. said this is modern day slavery. Yeah. To the to the to their black coach and black so, GM. I mean. Ma- I don't think they sent to the G League to learn a lesson, but if they did, I think he learned it because he was just putting up buckets. And I mean, well, when you're stuck in a bubble, all you got, all you got get, is hoop. He'll be getting what thirty minutes a game on that Rockets team. He is so, getting I mean, in shape. He, I, I think he'll. I mean, everyone knows uh, what he can do. I mean, as long as his butt heads was like with like Steven Silas and everything, I think he can definitely carve out a role there. Because I mean, the Cavs would have loved to keep him. Especially because he's like, he has a I really great, wish like, body they did. and stuff, mm-hmm. but they just couldn't. They had to trade him because he was just, he was freaking out. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm excited for this. I, like I said, he'll get some minutes. What about you, Josh? No, yeah, I loved him uh, in college, and I thought he was gonna. I think I thought the Cavs stole him because he went like way under the radar, come draft time, but. I honestly kind of disagree with you. I think they did just put him in the G League to teach him a lesson because they they really have, other than that, they really have no benefit from throwing, putting him down there. And I think, honestly, he's kind of like the cushion when Oladipo inevitably gets traded because I feel like he just takes that role. They're practically the same player, so... Oh, okay, stop writing his tracks. All righty. Um, yeah, uh, Rockets... I'd like to see like a, a young type of lineup. Well, I mean, not that young because I'll have John Wall, but lineup of Wall, Depot, KPJ, I guess Tucker at the four and then what at the five. Just no more Tucker at the five. That's He's- not an age. That's not an age thing. I honestly think they should get rid of Depot before he le- inevitably leaves him and then move KPJ to the two and try to get like a three four roll just going. free tucker no more no more houston rockets <laughs> pj tucker please that's all i ask of him yeah. 
But uh, yeah, that's that's it for the halftime segment. Good input as usual. And uh, guess we're going to have to do trivia where I wax Josh again. Well, yeah, probably abs- will. Absolute pleasure as it hits uh, 4 a.m. here on the West Coast. Um, <laughs> but as always, George, thanks for, for the halftime report. We're going to wrap nice. this up. We're going to do some NBA All-Star trivia. All right, so here's how it's going to work. We got 20 questions. Um, They're multiple choice because I know I'm not going to make you guys think too hard. Uh, So here's how it's going to go. Like question. I got a 25% chance. For every odd question, George is going to answer first. And for every even question, Josh will answer first. Um, Odd. And then, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll remind you, okay? (laughs) I'll tell you, all right? I'll I'll remind you when you got to answer, okay? So, yeah. People on Spotify won't see that. First question. Are you answering first or second this first question, George? first <laughs> an odd number all right okay so let me let me get my tallies here real quick george let me get my uh keyboard ready all right so and there will be not an actual time limit but if i see your eyes anywhere except for staring into my soul i will say answer now all right okay so who holds the record for most points in a single all-star game we got michael jordan wilt chamberlain oh. kobe bryant and lebron james oh no uh the person i thought had it it was not on there not here. <laughs> i'll say mj okay josh so was he wrong because you no, went to me no no we're, no we're both gonna answer and we'll both get oh, points or not get points that's oh, how it works oh so i guess it really doesn't matter about being timely or um, right in a sense hmm. i'm gonna go with Do, I'm gonna do, say LeBron. Do. You're gonna say LeBron? Yeah. So hold on, my my iPad's lagging a little bit. It will not load. Just he doesn't yet. have the answers ready. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is the host. This is the host. I never said I was a good host ever. Actually. All right. So, the correct answer was Wilt Chamberlain. Oh wow. So, I just figured they didn't do all-star games. <laughs> they had all-star games in 1962? <laughs> they did. <laughs> they, he played in the Chuck Converse, probably. That's, that's what he did. What did he drop? But, what was it like? like 80. <laughs> never said I knew the actual answer. Oh, I, great. Just said I, great. I can't, I can't put <laughs> that into my a, brain for later knowledge. <laughs> this isn't a, the more you know segment. It's a, this is even more between you two. This, this, is, this is our... Uh, this All is right, our Joe, Who holds Joe the record won. for most career all-star points? Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Kobe Bryant. Josh. Oh, it's me, LeBron. George. LeBron. Kobe Bryant. So you are both 0-4-2. We're going to keep... Wait, hold on. I'm pretty sure he passed Kobe recently. Or is he... He's, he might be right behind him, actually. I believe he's right behind him. I think, he, right I think we him. thought he was going to pass him, but then he went out there looking like he was playing at the YMCA. <laughs> I also... Just answered the same as Josh, so I either got a point or didn't get a point. I would not be surprised if LeBron passed him. I think this quiz is from 2007. Let me. I didn't uh, make these questions. Oh my god, he he didn't even. Let me let me look it up for you because I'm pretty sure he didn't even verify it. LeBron. Well, you both answered the same thing. So LeBron has 389. Kobe has 290. So he passed. It's from 2007. Question number three. It's an odd number. So, George answering so, first. So we're one of two, George. Scrap the pod. Scrap the what, pod. Scrap what year the pod. was the first NBA All-Star game played? Oh, come on. 46. Wait, there's... 
46, go ahead, go ahead. 51, 54, and 60. 46. I think that was the the NBA was introduced, but we'll Gosh. say a 46. 60. 1951, and that one shouldn't have changed. Uh, no. <laughs> so I think we're fine there. One of three, George. <laughs> Where was the first All-Star game played? Boston Garden, oh Madison Square Garden, Olympia Stadium, or Rochester War Memorial Coliseum? That one. <laughs> I'm also going with that one. It was the Boston Garden. Oh, my God. One for four. You guys four. thought the first All-Star game wouldn't be hosted by the Celtics? They were racist back then. So that's why it was hosted by them. (laughs) It was like a Jesse Owens Olympics type thing. All right, we've lost Lehman a little bit. Look alive, George. Who is the only player to ever win the uh, three slam dunk? Oh. Nick Wilkins? I oh Wi-Fi is Wi-Fi is down badly. Go ahead and go ahead and repeat that. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay. It tells me the Wi-Fi is bad after I hear you guys say it. So I'm yeah. back now. Uh, only player to win three slam dunk contests, Dominic Wilkins, Michael Jordan, Jason Richardson, and Nate Robinson. It's Nate Robinson. Josh? <laughs> um, Uh-oh. Was it? No way. He won two. I Dominic think. Wilkins. Michael Jordan, Michael, Jason Richardson, Jason Richardson, Nate Robinson. Jay Rich won, I know Jay Rich won two. No way Dominique won three. I don't know if Michael was in it enough to win three. I need an answer. Nate Robinson. Smart Correct. Man Smart man. There you go. I'm glad I didn't because I, 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 I knew that one off the bat. I almost said it when Lehman was reading. The answers, but I'm. Like, I was gonna I, ask you if you knew, but then I figured that that'd give it away for Josh, and he did yeah, struggle a little bit. So good thing I didn't. Damn it! I, I wish he went with Neek. Ah. How many times has Ray Allen, the NBA's career three-point field goal leader, won the three-point contest? Zero, one, two, or five? Zero. George. Zero. He has won it once. Oh, come on, Josh. I trusted you. <laughs> Stop trusting me, George. I'm just selling you at this point. You trusted me? I get you it was a point. A, remember it was at Staples 2011? Nope. nope. Oh, dunk game contest. two of the 2010 NBA Finals. I remember that. Oh, no. The, <laughs> he played the Bulls and he had 50. That one. <laughs> that one. That one. Uh, the first slam dunk contest was held in Denver in 1984. Who won it? Uh, Webb, Dominic Wilkins, Larry Nance, or Michael Jordan? There's no Kenny Smith on there. <laughs> MJ. All right, Josh. Uh, repeat the ones again. Spud Webb, Dominic Wilkins, Larry Nance, and Michael Jordan. <laughs> Did he say Mike? <laughs> Spud Webb, I think. Larry Nance. <laughs> what's wrong with what's wrong with me saying 84? Or MJ. What's wrong with it, Josh? He he he'd been drafted. <laughs> I don't think he was he in was the league. In the I don't think his first dunk contest was until '86. Oh, I was two years off. Oh no! The walking encyclopedia, Josh, got the question wrong. <laughs> so there, yeah, yeah. no points. I get, I get judged there. for wrong answer, but he gets it wrong too. Question number eight: Larry Bird and Craig Hodges won six of the first seven three-point contests. Who won the other? Oh no! Dale Ellis, 
Mark Price, Terry Porter, and Mookie Blaylock. <laughs> Is Mookie Blaylock real? I'm gonna guess Terry Porter. <laughs> I think that's a creative player. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Mark Price. Nope. <laughs> I'll oh. give you guys a second chance. Second chance. Josh. It's Mookie. It's Mookie. It, neither neither it's of them Mookie. were right. It's neither Mookie. of them were right. You, you got a 50 50 be. shot. It's. I want Mookie Blaylock. I'm going to get. I'll guess Dale Ellis. Just I want it was Dale Ellis. No. Yes. No. So Josh is now no, in the lead. No, no, no. no, <laughs> no. Two, how many questions have we gone through? Eight? Without, you were ninth. You were two and a half of eight. Gave him a half point? Oh, oh he, he, got, he, he got a full point. He's the podcast, two and a half. All right, question number nine. Who has won the most NBA All-Star Game MVP awards? Oh, no. Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan, Oscar Robinson, or Kobe Bryant? This is literally a trick question, but Kobe. We'll get more on that later, Josh. Rick? <laughs> <laughs> He's won... Kobe, I guess. Correct. Why is it a trick question? Because Google? he's tied. He's tied with uh, someone. Uh huh. He's not. The, he's not the sole uh, leader. Someone else has is four. Is Shaq the other one? I think someone else has four. I forget. It- Let's move on. <laughs> We're moving on. Who has played in the most NBA All Star games with eighteen? This question number ten. So Josh. Answer it first. Bob Cousy, Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, or LeBron James? LeBron, I I think. <laughs> no, wait. George. It has to be now. Kareem. It is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes! I knew it. It's oh his 17th. My. It's LeBron's 17th. LeBron was even in the, the question pool, but I'm like, I can get someone if I say it. <laughs> it was ah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We're tied now. You guys are tied at that four goes. apiece. Question number 11. There's 18 questions, not 20. So oh, okay. he continuously <laughs> lies. I just, I, I'm freestyling here. Uh, question number 11. Who holds the record for most rebounds in a single all-star game? Tim Duncan, Wilt Chamberlain, Bob Pettit, or Kareem Abdul-Jabber? George. It's got to be Will, right? Josh. If he leads the single high scoring, he's got to lead single high rebounding. <laughs> I mean, his process sounds right, but I feel like he threw. It, ha- it might be, it might be like a fake. It might be like a fake bone. Yeah, fake. Pettit? I'm gonna say Pettit. Pettit it was... was Bob Pettit. Oh, Josh I was thinking has now between successfully Pettit. gotten a full set of five tallies. George, you have I was, not. I was thinking it was Pettit, <laughs> but I went with Chamberlain last second. I hate myself. Last, you answered it in one second. What do you mean, last second? Then you would have one second. Reason. He thought I have, I have a high reason. processing uh, brain, Lehman. Actually, question number twelve. New York City has hosted the All Star Game four times before the 2015 game. Almost the first time the game was played at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> oh my gosh! Fifty-one, fifty-four, fifty-five, fifty-eight. Did you say they've hosted it four times before 2015? And yes. all of those years, fifty-eight. That's the only. I think that's the only like mathematically correct answer. 54. I'll say the question again because I don't know where you're coming from. New York has hosted the All-Star game four times. Four, we'll say four times because I don't know why they threw 15. He just in means in the history yeah. of the game. So in four times the history, when was the first time the game was played in Madison Square Garden? Oh, 1951. first. Yeah, first time. The 1951. I'll say, 50, I'll say 54. 1954. 
1955, and 1958. Josh, what is your answer? 58. I'm going to still go 58. Give me 54. It is, it is a tie ball game, ladies and gentlemen. George, for some reason, after guessing, got it right. So I had a 25% chance. Luck was on my side. You also had a 33% chance because I said 1951, and I already told you guys it was in the Boston Garden. Oh, I got goofed. <laughs> you got goofed. Question number 13. The All-Star game has gone to overtime six times in its history, but in which year did it go into double overtime? Uh, 1980, You're a 1984, You're a 1993, and 2003. George, you are answering this one first. Oh, three. Josh? That's my guess, too. Oh, three. All right. You're keeping pace. Six to six. It was 2003. Lego. Question number 14. Who won the All-Star Game MVP award last time it was played in New York in 1998? There were, this was made by Stephen A. Smith, I think, the quiz. It's very New York <laughs> themed. Uh, but yeah, last person. To, who, won the, who won the MVP 98. award in 98 okay. for the All-Star Game? Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan, or Shaquille O'Neal? I'll start with Josh. Mike. George? Yeah, last dance, MJ. It's in the last dance, yeah. We are now tied at seven apiece. You guys are now 50%. So good for you. <laughs> nice, George. <laughs> um, question number 15. That's uh, good which, if it's field goal percentage. <laughs> not if it's true shooting percentage. Ah, you got me there. You got me there. <laughs> which of these active NBA players was not on the all-star team last time? It was played in New York in 1998. <laughs> um, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, or Vince Carter? So this is from a while ago, but which player was not on the team in 1998? Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, or Vince Carter? George, I'll start with you. Okay, I know Kobe won the dunk contest in 97, so does that mean he was there in 98? Yeah, he was. He was in that documentary. Wait, can you read it again? Can... Uh, which of these players was not on the All-Star team in 1998? Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, or Vince Carter? I'm going to say Vince. I swear I remember seeing Tim Duncan and KG on the on the dock. So I'm going to say Vince. Garnett. It was Vince Carter. I believe My memory Carter. serves me correct. Yeah, he, he was not there. Uh, so George, George takes the lead and stays above 50%. Um, so the score is now Utter. 8 to 7, George. Um, question number 16. Who holds the record for most blocks in a single All-Star game? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Patrick Ewing, Hakeem Olajuwon, or Dikembe Mutombo? Josh. Patrick Ewing. George? Patrick Ewing. Kareem Abdul-Jabber. I wouldn't have said that in my second, guys. I would have thought it was no, Dikembe? no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, would have thought, I would have picked Dikembe, too. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked Kareem. Interesting. Uh, question or, number you know. 17. We got two left. Uh -oh. So we're going <laughs> to – we'll see what happens. Uh, after winning three straight three-point contests, Craig Hodges – wasn't an active player tried to defend his title in a neutral uniform in 1993. Who won it that year? Uh, Mark Price, Glenn Rice, uh, Jeff Hornacek, or Craig Hodges? Uh, he was in the contest. Uh, so yeah, just a little interesting factoid, but the question is who won the contest in 1993? Wait, you said he wasn't in it, but he wasn't? He wasn't it. it. He wasn't it. He defended his title in a neutral uniform. <laughs> um... Can you read the options again? Mark Price, Glenn Rice, Jeff Hornacek, or Craig Hodges? I'm going to take, take Hornacek. Josh? Glenn Rice? No. 
We're both but wrong. you're both wrong. But I want to. I'm gonna throw a wrinkle in here. Josh, you can either take either of the two. You can answer it. If you get it wrong, you lose a point. If you get it right, we're tied up. Okay. You're um, a monster. <laughs> I want to tie in going into question 18. I hate you. It's either Mark Price. Or Craig Hodges in a neutral uniform. Or Craig Hodges in a neutral uniform. Mark Price? Sorry, George. We're tied up. Yeah, okay. Well, of course it was Mark Price because why would he yeah, win? Oh, he's upset. He's, I wanted a tie game. I wanted a tie game. <laughs> you said Craig Hodges won three in a row. No, uh, there's no way he won four in a row because well, here, he talked about I'll, it. Earlier. I'll throw this in because I don't have any other questions. So I need to make sure we don't end in a tie. So I'm going to let George answer this one first. It, whatever his answer is, Josh, you can't have that answer. You got to pick one of the others. What if it's the right answer? Then he gets it. Okay. All right. You're, so, a, you're a monster. Who is the tallest player to win the slam dunk contest? <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I get my options, please? <laughs> and I can't confirm that all of them won, but this is the ones we have. Just participating? The tallest player to win the slam dunk contest. Gerald Green, Josh Smith, Larry Nance, JaVale McGee, or Dwight Howard? It's got to be – did JaVale win? No, there's no way he won, right? Dwight. It's got, it's, it has to be Dwight. Josh. Well, he can't take Dwight, so he has to say Larry JaVale. Nance, I think. It was Dwight I know, Howard. Dwight. I know it's Dwight. It was Dwight but, Howard. Like, I couldn't really say anything. <laughs> so there we have it. George Martin after me just messing around because I wanted to. Uh Put some tweaks in there, but George is our winner. Uh, nine to eight, uh, quite the nail biter. Uh, but yeah, Thank that's you, that. Lehman. Very, very fun game. And um, I would go to our look ahead, but we have no games on Monday and Tuesday. So your our look ahead oh, is. Why don't we talk about since we're doing the midseason report? Let's talk about the team we're most excited to talk about for the midseason report. And Lehman, okay, you okay, can start. I can start Ooh, throwing it on the host. I like this, Josh. Well, I, I didn't ask for that, but <laughs> all inaudible. Perfect. So, you know me, uh, I'm kind of a negative guy. Uh, I'm excited to talk about the, um, the Kings probably. <laughs> they really, they disappointed me. <laughs> okay. I thought they'd be coming for a play and they still haven't fired Luke Walton. So okay. that's True. my reasoning there. Um, you want to host us so bad, Josh, who should go first? You or George? George, go ahead. Are we just saying like team we're looking most forward to in the second half? No, looking most forward to talking talking about about. on, on the, uh, because for on Tuesday, we're going to do our, uh, mid season, uh, I guess, recap, uh, just talking about a variety of things, uh, cause there's no games Monday or Tuesday. Uh, so what, which team are you most excited to talk about? Which team do you have the most to talk about? Still think I'm going to still think I'm going to talk about Miami because I've been a, a big supporter of them. And uh, I know a few of you here have differentiating thoughts, so I'd like to talk about them probably the most. All right. And bring us home, Josh. I'm going to go with Philly. I mean, obviously, a lot of both of them said Brooklyn's their favorite to go out the East. I still will take Philly as my favorite to come out of the East, and you'll have to find out why on Tuesday. Does it have to do with Tobias Harris? I know you like Tobias Harris. 
Well, no need to spoil the next episode. <laughs> yeah, who, who would have thought? It's not like I said my whole reasons, but yeah. All right, thanks for joining us uh, on this all-star themed uh, podcast. Appreciate y'all, and uh, make sure to follow us on IG and Twitter at th hoopers. Uh, you'll get a response from George because he's never lacking on either of those. You always got his phone ready unless it dies. But um, yeah, we appreciate y'all, and thanks for being an OG. Take care, y'all. Yay!